What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with hogsports.com. That's H-A-W-G-sports.com. Ben Hicks has been named the starting quarterback at Arkansas. Chad Morris just broke that news today at his noon press conference, so we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the depth chart, which has 12 freshmen on it right now. And Keith Grayson is going to join us to talk a little bit about Portland State. All that more on Hogsports Live. All right, we're going to get to the video real quick where Chad Morris introduces Ben Hicks as the starting quarterback for Arkansas. Um, everything's earned in this program. Nothing's given. And Ben has earned the right to start and will be our starter week one uh, going into Portland State, Ben Hicks. Uh, the competition between Ben and Nick uh, has been impressive, to say the least, over three weeks. Uh, Nick has done a great job and has picked up the offense uh, in a few short weeks. Um, and has an incredible skill set. And we're excited to watch his continued growth and knowledge uh, of this offense and the understanding of the, uh, this offense um, in weeks to come. Um, but we feel very confident in Ben and um, in his complete overall knowledge, as you would expect. Ben has been in this offense for three years, um, been here since January. Uh, Nick has been in this offense for three weeks. And, but to, to see the growth of what Nick has done over three weeks has been extremely impressive. And uh, I think Ben has an incredible command for, for everyone and where everyone should be. We gotta, we're going to play a lot of young guys. Um, and that alone is, was the main deciding factor, um, is his ability to know where everybody's supposed to be, to be able to get our offensive line in the right protection and, have, and do it at a pace to where the game, because of his experience, is a little bit slower. Um, so experience and the knowledge of the offense and, and the playing a lot of the young guys. But, um, you know, this week is always about us. It's, and it always will be about the Arkansas Razorbacks, regardless of who we play. All right, straight to the point there with Chad Morris naming Ben Hicks as the starting quarterback at Arkansas. And really something that we started to see really – Kind of late last week, we started hearing word over the weekend that it was looking more like it's going to be uh, Ben Hicks over Nick Starkle. And I think a lot of the reason for that is because you've got so many freshmen you're relying on. them. I mean, you've got Trey Knox and Trey Burks in the starting lineup at wide receiver. So you're really going to be relying on these young wide receivers. And you need a guy that knows everything about the offense. Now, I don't think there's any question, as we've said before, you line up a bunch of people and ask them who the starting quarterback is. Everybody's going to say it's Nick Starkle, just watching him throw the ball. I think that eventually we run into a time where they are going to need Nick Starkle and they are going to go to him. You know, these receivers aren't going to be freshmen forever. You know, they're going to get more and more acclimated to things. So right now I think that for Portland State, yeah, Ben Hicks probably is the best choice right now. Uh, long term, it might be Nick Starkle. It'll be interesting to watch last year with the starting quarterback. They came out with Cole Kelly as the starter. They named Cole Kelly, which was not the right decision. They named Cole Kelly the starter. And then they went back and forth, Ty Story, and then Cole Kelly, and then Ty Story again. Uh, and he ended up starting the rest of the year. But they played Cole in the first quarter, Ty in the second quarter, Ty in the third quarter, and then Cole in the fourth quarter is how things shook out last year. So I think we'll see both of those guys for the opener. Before we get uh, too much more into things, I want to go ahead and ask you to go ahead and, and get your questions in. We're going to answer those. As I mentioned, Keith Grayson is going to join us also. If you haven't thrown us a thumbs up yet and you like the content on hogsports.com with Hogsports Live, go ahead and throw us that thumbs up now. 
If you're watching on Facebook Live, if you're on YouTube, throw us a thumbs up. Be sure to hit the subscribe button and hit that notifications bell so you know anytime that we open uh, with a new podcast. If you're listening on Apple, on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and throw us five-star review if you want to now. Take a minute, throw us that five-star review and a, and a rating. Um, we would love to have that for you. Definitely bumps our channel up when that kind of stuff happens. Also on Spotify and Stitcher. Hogsports.com, just $1 right now for your first month. A great time to join with the season kicking off. $1 for your first month, and if you like it, regular price after that. Or you can sign up for a year and take 30% off your first year at Hogsports.com, H-A-W-G Sports.com. Okay, got all of that out of the way. So, I think the depth chart is, is pretty interesting. A lot of it's kind of shaken out. I want to go over some injury stuff before we dive into that real quick, just because there are a few notable situations. We are expecting Colton Jackson to be back with him. He was, was named the starting left tackle, as we thought, uh, with Myron Cunningham backing him up and working at the right guard spot as the starter. So Colton Jackson expected to be back recovering, recovering from a foot injury. Trey Knox, we're expecting him back, I think, Wednesday for Trey Knox. Uh, now, he'll be doing some stuff, but they're saying Wednesday for Trey Knox. Was listed as a starter on the starting lineup. And I can't count how many times we said eventually it's going to be Trey Burks, Trey Knox and Mike Woods in the starting lineup at wide receiver. Now, that might not have held true if Deion Stewart had stayed healthy, but uh, I think we were eventually headed that way anyway. So it's going to be interesting to see those uh, kids, their their career, how, how it unfolds with those freshmen. Uh, and Mike Woods, you know, who started seven games as a freshman last year, but uh, they are expecting him back. Shine O'Grady, Wednesday is going to be a telling day for him. I still kind of think that they'll hold him out against Portland State, but Wednesday uh, is going to be a telling day. I think they can afford to, for him to miss that. Although if you look at Odd Shark, Odd Shark has their computer algorithm and stuff. They've got uh, Portland State winning outright. Now Arkansas is a 28-and-a-half-point favorite in that one, uh, but they have Portland State winning outright, which is not going to happen. Okay, Jordan Jones looking like he's going to gonna miss a little bit of time coming back from that high ankle. Uh, Austin Caps is back out there. Corlin Jackson's back out there in full also. So a little bit of injury stuff. And uh, we didn't report this. TJ had actually told me, TJ Hammonds told me at media day um, in confidence that he was going to be suspended for a couple of games. Now it's actually four games that he's going to be suspended for, and that's stemming from the time that he wasn't with the team. That hasn't been released specifically why he wasn't why, why he wasn't with the team in the spring, but um, it is stemming from that. So uh, T.J. Ham is going to miss four games, but maybe a guy that can help him at some point also. Um, so let us know what you think about the uh, the quarterback decision. I mean, obviously, I just think I think it it does make sense to have Hicks out there. Now, what we were told from people inside that you know Starkle's just killing it, throwing you know he knows. He just got a huge arm. He's just been very impressive this last week. I think maybe Hicks had a little bit of a leg up before that, but I think when you look at the overall scope of things and just, you know, they need to get a wide receiver moved, he's, you know, lined up too far inside or or things like that, the guy that they feel has the best chance to get him lined up is probably um, is probably Ben Hicks. And that might have been how Moorhead felt at Mississippi State, uh, naming his transfer from, from Penn State. Uh, just because he knew the offense a little better, maybe. So, um, interesting situation there. So, just to go over the depth chart real quick, you've got Ben Hicks starting with Nick Starkle backing up and John Stephen Jones third, Rakeem Boyd, Devall Whaley, then Chase Hayden at running back. At the two wide receiver, you've got Mike Woods backed up uh, by Devion Warren, Trey Burks backed up by Corlin Jackson, backed up by Tyson Morris at the five receiver. At the nine, you've got Trey Knox backed up by TQ Jackson. 
And then at tight end, you've got Cheyenne O'Grady. So he's listed as a starter, even though we're, we're looking at Wednesday for whether or not he's going to be with them. Uh, and backed up by Grayson Gunner and then Chase Harrell. Left tackle, Colton Jackson, backed up by Myron Cunningham. Left guard, Austin Caps, backed up by Shane Clennon. Center, Ty Clary, backed up by Bo Lemmer. Right guard, Myron Cunningham, backed up by Ricky Stromberg. Ricky Stromberg has really been impressive. They even said today it's like having Yelda out there. You know, Stromberg, Stromberg's high school video is very impressive. He just came from that sickness. He was 260 pounds when he arrived. This is a kid that was 320 in high school as a junior and, and got down to 280 and lost a lot of weight with an injury. They want to get him up to about 290. And then Dalton Wagner at right tackle with Ryan Winkle backing him up. Gabe Richardson backed up by Matteo Soli at right end. Left ends Dorian Gerald backed up by Jamario Bell. Left defensive tackle McTelvin Aguim backed up by Isaiah Nichols. And then defensive tackles, T.J. Smith, uh, backed up by Jonathan Marshall there. Let's get a little action video. There we go for those watching. Linebacker, bumper pull at Will Linebacker, backed up by Devon McClure. Mike Linebacker, Dijon Harris, backed up by Grant Morgan. Strong linebacker, strong side linebacker, Hayden Henry, backed up by Dion Edwards. And then it's going to be at nickel, which they didn't list on this particular one. It's going to be um, Gregory Brooks, Jr., backed up by Micah Smith. And then strong safety, Cameron Curl, backed up by Miles Mason. Free safety, Joe Fouché, backed up by Brennan Young or Jalen Catalan. Cornerback, Jarquez McClellan, backed up by Darius Bishop. And Monteric Brown at the other cornerback, backed up by Brito Tut or Devin Bush. They actually flipped Ladarius Bishop and Brito Tut slash Devin Bush. They were working backups the other way. So I guess at some point during camp, they decided to flip that uh, deal around. So. Um, special teams, Connor Limpert's place kicker, Matthew Phillips backing him up. Punter, Reed Bauer backed up by or, – or excuse me, Reed Bauer or Sam Loy. Sam Loy is clearly the better, pun, the better punter when it comes just to booting the ball, but I guess Reed Bauer does some good things as far as checking it up. They said they're going to use both of them. But as far as just killing the ball, Sam Loy, the one punt that I clocked on him uh, at the Beanie Bowl was 4.72 seconds and went 53 yards. Good to see. Jordan Silver is your snapper. Obviously, holder Jack Lindsay, punt returner Traylon Burks. And then on the depth chart, it said Traylon Burks or Monteric Brown or Jalen Catalan. But we got confirmation from Chad Morris afterwards that Traylon Burks will be the starting punt returner. You don't see many 6'3", 223-pound punt returners who are freshmen at that. So that ought to be interesting. Devion Warren uh, and Rakeem Bo- – excuse me, Devion Warren and Chase Hayden look like to be the, the kick return men uh, with Rakeem Boyd also as a backup role there. So that's your depth chart right now. There are 12 freshmen on this depth chart. 12 freshmen on this two-deep depth chart. That's that's impressive. That just shows you and, – and you we talked about this also, but if this is the depth chart, is this, if this is the starting lineup that comes out there – on Saturday at 3 o'clock against Portland State on the SEC Network, this will be an entirely different starting 11 on offense from a year ago in the opener. An entirely different. Now, they had some things that, you know, caused that. You know, they had Colton Jackson banged up last year. Cheyenne O'Grady was banged up last year. So they had some things here and there. They actually had Yelda Froholt starting at center in the first game. So there were some things that played into that. Mike Woods was suspended. Cheyenne O'Grady wasn't hurt. He was suspended. So – um, and then Devall Whaley started at running back. So that was the only thing I could possibly see, that maybe they go with Devall Whaley as a starter. But if they don't, then it'll be – and I'm told the sports information department is actually working on figuring out how that's going to work with uh, 
excuse me, how long it has been since Arkansas started an entirely new uh, uh, 11 on offense. And I bet they run into a situation where they're not able to find out. It's so, so old. <laughs> All right. I may have to do a little trick here to get your questions up here, but I'm going to go to your questions next. And like I said, we're going to bring Keith Grayson in and get a little fan perspective. Let's see if I can get your questions by clicking on the video. Okay, looks like maybe so. All right, let's get to the top here. Lance Ruppel says, what's up, Bo? What's up, Lance? Anniversary follower. Ray Howard says, <laughs> talking to a Sooner fan that's on here for some reason. Billy Harper says, starting running back. So we talked about that. It's Rakeem Boyd, obviously, and Rakeem definitely deserving the start. Rakeem, I don't know what was last week, but talking to Jeff Trailer, running backs coach, Rakeem was definitely the uh, – had his best week of practice the week before last. I assume he had a good one last week, but uh, best week of practice the week before last for Rakeem Boyd. Uh, graded out higher than any other back on the team in terms of effort yardage. So um, Rakeem definitely uh, deserves that. I think Rakeem is due for a, a great year. If he can stay healthy, when you consider everything, the shoulders back, you know, he wasn't able to even lift it above his uh, – his arm above his shoulder last year. Um, played with that since Texas A&M. He's been dealing with that shoulder stuff. So And didn't even tell him until after the season, just kind of toughed it through. Uh, had surgery in the spring, obviously. So that's one reason. His weight is good. He's 213 pounds. Last year he came in at 220. They packed on 15 pounds real quick. Now he, you can tell you can tell his cheeks you know, are a little more hollowed out than they've been. Um, so he's carrying some good, uh, good 213 pounds. I think that he is poised for a really big year, and I think we're talking about a guy who could go on to the NFL next year. Parkview Mustangs says, let's get this party started. I hear you, Parkview Mustangs. I mean, it is finally here. I mean, it feels like we've been waiting forever. I mean, I woke up this morning. I was like, heck yeah, it's game week. It's about to get started. And got a little taste of it with Florida and Miami over the weekend, but – there's nothing like seeing the Razorbacks get out there. Todd Willis says, hey, Trey, what does it say about our quarterback room last year when neither one of our transfers makes the starting lineup on prospective teams? And I think that's a great point, Todd. I mean, really, your hope has to kind of be that they were so bad at quarterback that it made everything else look worse. I mean, you talk about, you know, only installing 30% of the offense, which is really just your base offense. That's your – that's everything off of that just kind of branches off that 30%. That's all like window dressing and stuff. And, um, you know, you've got a few more trick plays and stuff. But, yeah, I think it says a lot. I mean, from a talent perspective, there's no question. You could see Ben Hicks throwing the first day. And, you know, you're like, okay, here's a guy with a with a good speedy release um, who doesn't have a, you know, a hitch in his throwing motion, throws a nice tight spiral pretty much every time. You know, just with Hicks, you can see that. And Starkle comes in. I mean, Starkle just, you know, has another level of arm strength. I mean, Hicks has adequate arm strength, no question about it. But Starkle has just, just kind of a different level, in my opinion. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. 
With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. David S. Smith says 2019 is Chinese year of the pigs. Go hog. I think that, David, I think that means it's a bad year for pigs, though. I don't think you want to be in the year of the pig if you were born in year of the pig. If I'm, I don't know. I don't have my Chinese Zodiac information out, but I hope, hope not. Jared Jackson says T. Burke 16 is a beast. He absolutely is. Jared Jackson, top fan. So there's no question Traylon Burks. I mean, he started show. He made the splash that, that really Ben Hicks made, or excuse me, he made the splash that Trey Knox made, you know, when he arrived. Okay. It was, it was immediately noticeable how big of a a threat that he had the potential to be. I mean, he's big, 6'3", 223. He's athletic. He's made some ridiculous catches in camp. They've got a couple of guys in Trey Knox and Traylon Burks that are go-up-and-get-it type of players, which might make Ben Hicks more valuable down the road. Or, excuse me, Nick Starkle more valuable down the road. I mean, Hicks is going to be able to get those guys lined up and stuff, but – I just think about, you know, you've got go-up-and-get-it guys who can really stretch the field in those two players, and I just think it makes a lot of sense maybe eventually that we see Nick Starkle. I don't think you can close the book on either one of the quarterbacks just yet. This is a job that's going to be decided ultimately by play on the field. It always is. Most players get their starting job by an injury, having to come in and really shining, or, um, you know, just win it in a game. You know, um, you see a lot of guys named in camp, but, I mean, I can think of a lot of guys that were named the starting court. Robert Johnson back in 2006 was really the last, aside from last year, you did have a quarterback battle last year, but, you know, you look at 2006, that's the last real quarterback battle. And they came out with Robert Johnson as a starter. They ended up going with Mitch Mustaine and then eventually Casey Dick. Um, you know, you go back to last year, as I mentioned earlier, they started out with Cole Kelly, then Ty Story the next game, then – um, then Cole Kelly and Ty Story didn't even play against North Texas, and then you go back to Ty Story the rest of the year, except for North Texas, and that was due to due to injuries. Um, let's see. Dustin Hoofman says, what one game did you pick against Arkansas that you can see them possibly winning? So we did our game-by-game predictions. I don't have those up right now, but I can bring them up pretty quick. Here we are. Game-by-game season predictions. We released these on Sunday. So, obviously went with Arkansas over Portland State. Ole Miss, I went with Ole Miss beating Arkansas. And I'll tell you the reason I did it. 
And it's, I went 38-31 Ole Miss in overtime. And the reason I did that is because it's still a very young team. It is an SEC road game at night in Oxford. I just think that's a lot. But Ole Miss has to take on Memphis. Memphis is going to be favored in that game in the opener. I know Arkansas played Ole Miss very well last year. I think Arkansas has a better situation at quarterback. Ole Miss has a young quarterback. I could see that would probably be the one that I could see absolutely going either way. Uh, I think Danny Danny picked Arkansas 34-27, and Pete Roulier picked uh, Arkansas 34-27. So I was in the minority on that pick. And really, I mean, I look at those four games. I mean, Ole Miss, Kentucky, Mississippi State, Missouri. Win two of those four games and get to a bowl game and absolutely take care of business in the non-conference. So those are the games. Uh, I would say Ole Miss is the one that I picked. Now, Colorado State, I picked Arkansas 42-24. Let's see, San Jose State, I went with Arkansas 56-10. Texas A&M, I went Texas A&M 31, Arkansas 20. I could possibly see something happening there. I mean, you know, if you've got Nick Starkle at that point in the backfield with Rakeem Boyd, they played him pretty well last year. Uh, maybe. That could that might if they if they were supposed to get one they they didn't get, that might be it. Or maybe Auburn a little bit later. Now I did I picked him to beat Kentucky. I picked him to beat Kentucky. I think Kentucky lost a lot off last year. I do think that Kentucky has a solid nucleus with uh, with what Stoops has built there. But at the same time, they lost so much off last year's team. So I've got them beating Kentucky, 31-30. Danny's got Kentucky beating Arkansas 29-28 in overtime. And I've, uh, Pete's got 27-24 Arkansas winning that one. Auburn would be, possibly be another one that you could see maybe. Arkansas has got them at home. You know, they've got a little seasoning going. Who knows what's going to happen with Auburn? Maybe they run into a little turmoil or something. You know, they've had to decide on a quarterback who's a freshman. Maybe that's a game. You know, people talk about Gus Malzahn, his job may be in jeopardy. That's a team maybe that part of the year you could run into a little bit of turmoil with. And that's what it's going to take. I mean, absolute ceiling for this team. Everything goes right. You run into a team in turmoil. You get these four non-conference games or, you know, you win three of those four, stuff like that you know, then uh, maybe you get to eight games. Then, But that's the absolute, you can't believe how everything worked out so well type of scenario. Alabama 49, Arkansas 20 the next week. I don't think you're going to find many people in their right mind picking Arkansas to beat Alabama in Tuscaloosa. November 2nd, Mississippi State. I've got Arkansas beating Mississippi State in the last game in Fayetteville, the last SEC game in Fayetteville, 34-30. Arkansas over Mississippi State. Danny's got Arkansas 34-24. At this point, I have Arkansas 5-4 and four and 2-4 and four in the SEC. Is that right? Or do I have them 6? I think I have them 6. Yeah, anyway. Um, no, 5-4 and four and 2-4 and four in the SEC because we got Western Kentucky that late game. So this is the last actual game in Fayetteville. Mississippi State was the last SEC game. I've got them beating Western Kentucky 41-24 and going 6-4 and four and 2-4 and four to achieve bowl eligibility. And then LSU going to be tough in Death Valley, in Death Valley 41-27 LSU in that one. And then Friday, November 29th, day after Thanksgiving, I believe. Got that correct. Uh, I've got 29 Missouri, Arkansas 27. This is another one that they could go either way. As I've said, these four games, I've just got them winning six games. But I think any of those four games are toss-up games for Arkansas. But I've got Missouri 29-27. That's just because they've kind of had Arkansas's number. 
uh, game in Little Rock. Uh, Danny's got Missouri 34, Arkansas 31. Pete's got Missouri 42, Arkansas 31. So, but I uh, absolutely think that they can they can win that one. So, final prediction: Arkansas six and six and two and six in the SEC. Danny West six and six and two and six. Pete Rouillet six and six and two and six. We've all been talking a little too much, I guess. But we've all got very sim- We got a couple of different games here and there, but we've all got very similar uh, predictions in the end. All right, how long have we gone here? I don't see a clock. Up to 22-21. We're going to go ahead and bring in Keith Grayson. What up? What's up, Keith? That's how you answer the phone? What up? Well, it's usually yo. Yo. What's going on? I'm jacked up. I'm a little jacked up today. You pumped the, up? It's uh, game release. week? Yeah. It's really important to get your prepositions right on that phrase, too. But <laughs> I, uh, I'm i ready, man. I'm, I'm, I think it's kind of been a weird offseason because with baseball and basketball, like, and coaching search going on with basketball, it's, mm-hmm. it's, every week feels like a game week. There's always been something happening. So there hasn't been much downtime. Yeah. So you know for those who are not familiar with, with uh, Keith Grayson, He's uh, been a Hog Sports member for a number of years. And as I like to say, the disgraced former president and founder of the Arizona Razorback Club, a high school football coach, uh, and an avid Razorback fan who provides some good commentary and uh, a, good, a good fan angle. So what do you think, Keith? What, what about Ben Hicks over Nick Starkle? Um, I, you've been calling this. I mean, I think it's going to go down. Obviously you're getting some sort of information because you've been saying it's going to go down like this the entire time. The only thing that makes me nervous is if, and when they make a decision to change it to Starkle, if that happens this year, then I don't want his first start to be in an sec game or an sec away game. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what it's even you're pointing to Texas A&M, but eventually, but even if it's Ole Miss or Texas A&M or anywhere down the line, that's a that's a tough first start, you know, especially if he's uh, going in all, you know, juice to play Texas A&M and over, overthrows the first guy by 15 yards. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just don't, I don't, I'm not comfortable with that. I'd rather have them have a real game experience. But, you know, I, you've already seen it online on social media. People are already saying, you know, he's getting some raw deal. And even in the own thread, you're taking on this Facebook Live deal the backup quarterback is already the most popular yeah. guy. They are, they're already, they can't wait for pick six Hicks to come to fruition so they can, so they can blast the guy. But you know, my, one of my good buddies, Evan Greenwood, who's on the, this might as well be Evan Greenwood day because yeah. he's, he's on the board too. He's sitting here. He's been, he's a big Ben Hicks fanatic. And his thing is, you know, you'd rather have, your your nickname of your QB be pick pick six Hicks or Nikki Sparkle, who's a Bieber fanatic and a belly button piercing and a back tat away from a Texas A&M cheerleader. Oh, I don't I don't want the the A&M thing kind of I, you know we got Chad Morris we got Raheem Boyd we got Chavis mm-hmm. like A&M East I, I'm gonna have to take a cold shower a couple times this year and get the Aggie <laughs> off of this. I'm not an Aggie fan. I, I hear you, and I think you got a lot of company, especially with the older Razorback fans. And you know, it is interesting with with the Aggies. You bring up an interesting point. You know, they've just kind of owned Arkansas lately, and it's been a lot of close games. But the series, when you look over the history, people act like 
you know, Arkansas has no chance to be the program that Texas A&M is. And, I mean, series history says a lot different. It's just these last, what, seven years have been have been tough. Um, what's your prediction, Keith? What do you, where do you see this team going? Um, I Again, I, one thing that I looked at on, on all of y'all's predictions is everything's kind of that, – that, that margin shrieking. That's what mm-hmm. I was kind of – talking about in the last one in the last podcast we can get our scoring production up and the defensive you know the points allowed on defense down and we get that swing there if we had that we're we're within you know single digit losses last year in three sec games if we flip that if we even flip those three games that's seven and five Mm -hmm. you know and so i think that's the you're saying to me six and six is the floor eight and four is the ceiling that's going to be somewhere in between and and seven and five, but mm-hmm. I mean that's a that's a lot. That's a if you look at two and ten to seven and five, that's some coach of the year stuff. I mean that's to turn it around that fast. But and the thing that scares me um, on top of all this is the amount of freshmen that are going to play yeah. and the amount of redshirt freshmen that are going to play. That and they're high, they're critical pieces to this what well, puzzle. I, Keith, I look back to I look back to. Joe Adams, Jarius Wright, Greg Childs, all those guys, how, you know, celebrated they were. Jarius Wright and, you know, Joe were just right in the, in, the, in the starting lineup right to begin with. Those were desperately needed wide receivers, but they didn't put up tremendous stats. You know, Joe kind of faded there towards the end. Jarius took a little while to get going. And I'll never forget, after that Texas game, Jerry's, or uh, Joe Adams goes to Bobby Petrino and he goes, Coach, it was like they were mad at us. You know that's that's the that's not the reaction that you want to have from, uh, you know, your starters. But Arkansas is going to rely on a lot of freshmen, and that's one reason I kind of you know I looked at that Ole Miss game. And I said, well, I think they're going to get to a bowl game, but maybe we'll push it off a little bit so these guys get a little bit more comfortable uh, in the offense. But and it's not just the offense, the defense too. I mean, you've got Gregory Brooks as a starting nickelback. Um, you know, Devin Bush is going to be a backup. You've got a lot of young players you're going to rely on. Mateo Soli is another one. Jalen Catalan, I think, is going to end up being your backup there uh, at free. So, depending on a lot of say. And Ricky Stromberg, I mean, what happens if, you know, Colton Jackson is dealing with a foot? What happens if they if something happens with that and you got to move Myron Cunningham to left tackle? That means you've got a starting – you've got a freshman, true freshman, right guard. And, and I like Stromberg a lot, but still a freshman, you know. So, um, that just gives you, you know, a good idea that it's not – you know, it, they've taken a huge step forward, obviously, but it's still they've got a lot to work on. I want to get to a couple of things because I'm, I'm losing comments uh, here. Uh, but Gary Mill says if the offensive line can't block, it doesn't matter who is back there. Hopefully we'll see a big improvement in blocking this year. I don't know that you're going to see a big improvement, but you are going to see an improvement. I don't think the offensive line is a finished product just yet, but uh, I do think you're going to see a healthier, better competition, just a better overall offensive line than you did last year, albeit – not a just dramatically huge jump forward. I think it can take a little bit of time. Bob Tolbert says, don't overlook Traylon Burks as a Wildcat quarterback. He's an excellent player at that position and has plenty of successful experience in that situation. I think that's a good point by Bob Tolbert. Um, I have said before, I've watched Kiro Small run Wildcat quarterback at Arkansas. I've watched Cody Burns run Wildcat quarterback at Auburn, and I don't understand how um, – you know, at a place where the, the the deal was innovated, and you know, with Malzahn also being an innovator there, how you don't understand that you got to have your most elusive guy as the Wildcat quarterback, and that might be Traylon Burks. 
you know, at Arkansas, they've had success with uh, Darren McFadden, obviously. And then Houston Nuts seemed to be the only one that really got it, whether he was the innovator or not, putting Dexter McCluster back there, who Dexter McCluster's second best Wildcat quarterback ever. Um, and then you've got um, – why am I spacing on um, the former offensive coordinator? I can see his face at Arkansas after Malzahn. He went to the Buffalo Bills or Miami. The, went to Miami, then uh, Buffalo. Uh, Lee? Yeah, David Lee. Uh, David Lee did it with um, Ronnie Brown in the NFL. Brought it to the NFL there. So you got to have an elusive and, guy. It's not you can't just have like a, a former quarterback or a fullback or something like that. If you want to run. And Morris yeah. Morris ran it with Porsche at SMU. So it's in the book. Yeah. It's in the it's in the Chad Morris playbook. So it's Good not call. outside the realm of possibilities. Billy Harper says I'll be happy with any bowl appearance. Danny Bennett says preferred walk on. Drew Vest is working out with the team, and if so, how's he look? Um, well, Vest joined the 110. You only get to bring 110 into fall camp. So he joined after um, Noah Gatlin went down. But he hasn't been necessarily working in the two group just yet. But he's a big kid. I mean, I think he's got some potential. It wouldn't surprise me down the road if he sticks with it that you see him as a guy that's maybe on scholarship one day. Jason Long says, I like it. Ben will be good. Do you think Stark will play also? I think they have – I mean, just based on history. I mean, don't aren't you expecting them to come out with Stark with Hicks and then Starkle second quarter or maybe Starkle second half. What do you think, Keith? My fear is falling into the pattern of last year. Yeah, That's what I don't, don't want. That. I don't care who the quarterback is. Just don't do this two quarterback system throughout the entire season. Yeah. Well, I don't know if they did it throughout the entire season. It was really right, but first three games or so. But that second game is so critical. You'd like to have somebody established. At least this year, it's not the lesser of two evils, right? I mean, mm. at least this year, it's a, it's going to be a legit quarterback. Either way. Yeah. Yeah, Chuck Herlene says, what about Henry at tight end? So, with Henry at the Beanie Bowl, he was working with the scouts, and I think just having that just having that head injury set him back a pretty significant amount. I do think at some point we are going to see um, uh, Hudson Henry at uh, in the lineup at tight end. I think that he's just too talented. I think he's probably your second most talented tight end. It's just a matter of catching up. It is the hardest position to learn aside from quarterback in this offense. Only if only if he came from a better school academically than Pulaski Academy, maybe he'd, <laughs> he'd be able to catch up with it. Yeah. yeah. Hey, what's the story with? Uh, I'm just I'm just joking, Kevin Kelly. What's the story with uh, Trey Knox? Did he go down? As I heard some rumors about there was some he may have had the itis from too much Wright's barbecue. The That's itis. All they're eating in the off season. It's every. <laughs> it's like a our, Arkansas Razorback Instagram is yeah. basically a Wright's barbecue commercial. They're big fans. They're they're big fans of Wright's and uh, and Sassy's both. I think both of those places uh, like cater to them a lot. But um, Trey Burks, I think Trey's going to have uh, a pretty a pretty good year this year, especially for a freshman. And he gets to return punts. I'm excited to see that. I mean, you know, Dion Stewart. You had a guy back there who was reliable. You knew he was going to catch it. But um, wait, Knox, Knox, no, Burks said, is returning. There's you said Trey's in this conversation. Sorry, you said Burks, though. <laughs> oh, my bad. Knox. Yeah. Is Knox oh. back? Is Knox healthy? Is okay. He gonna, I'm sorry. You're right. Okay. So, Knox, they're expecting back Wednesday. He was okay. out there on the sidelines Saturday for the Beanie Bowl, but they're expecting him back Wednesday. So, that's good news. Hopefully, that all works out. And, um, yeah, hopefully he gets out there. There's been a lot of rumors. Questions. I know you're trying to get through the questions, but I, I like – Mike Woods in the slots because I was I was we, you always had the depth chart as 
Burks and Knox both playing the nine, I think. And so mm-hmm. I like all three of those guys on the field. Yeah. And usually when I'm trying to defend a uh, right uh, wide receiver core, that three receiver is whoever's lined up in the slot. If they go trips and he's the three receiver, then, um, or anybody in the slot, that's usually who that's that position that, uh, I just forgot his name. The, the, the guy hit not Corlin Sutton, Sutton, but the other guy Proche, that was Prochet or the, no, the other guy that was from LSU. I get on the phone with you and I, my mind goes to like <laughs> chocolate gravy. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just chocolate I can't gravy. Anything. You got it. The, uh, the it's white a staple, a staple in the LSU Danny West household. The, slot. the chocolate the slot gravy. is SMU. Anyway, that, that guy there, he's woods is in the slot. I mm-hmm. love that. He's going to have a huge year there. Tons of catches out of that position. Yeah, um, th- I mean that's that's a, a guy who could catch a hundred balls. I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Virgil Coleman says special teams need to be special, as Houston Nut would say. Dre Dre Izzy Dreezy says who's our running back? Raheem Boyd. Jeremy Brigham says, do you see KJ this Saturday or do we wait till Game Three to get him some time? I could see them waiting. I I think. You're going to probably see KJ in like four games this year. Uh, I think he has a ton of talent. I think he's a very good chance he's a future starter. Now it'll be you know a couple of years you probably see KJ versus uh, Chandler Morris, um, but I just see KJ with his legs, the arm strength that he has. He just got to get a little more consistent with some things, but his upside is huge. I've seen a lot of people say that he should be the starting quarterback, and I couldn't disagree with that more. Now. Down the road, a year, two years, something like that, very, very good chance that he could end up being Arkansas' starting quarterback. I love I love his feet. I love his arm strength. I love his attitude, his demeanor. I love that Grant Morgan started talking all kinds of crap to him. Um, um, Y'all built it up. It's part of this is your fault. Danny West is out there saying he's Deshaun Watson and Cam Newton combined. There have been people on the inside that have said – I don't know that Danny said that, but I think that what they would say <laughs> no, is the difference. What I've heard people say is the difference between Deshaun Watson and KJ Jefferson is that Deshaun Watson came in ready to play, and that KJ needs some coaching up. They tell tell me that's what the difference is. That's high praise. Yeah, no, he's legit. I I, I like what I've seen from him so far yeah. with the limited footage that we get. Mike Abbott. How do you says, like the, how do you like all these articles that people are writing that don't even go to practices about availability? There are there is a segment of the media that covers the media that covers football practice. There you go. Yeah, that's and complaining about the people that complain. I'm not talking about Little Rock people. I mean, the Little Rock people are in Little Rock. It's a little different situation there, but there's some people that could just go to practice. You know, they've got the. It's always the people with the strongest opinion who's going to tell you how it is, isn't it? This Have is a the beer realist. With a coach. Does, it, does that still exist? Can you take a coach out for a beer and get it, get info from him? <laughs> Probably. Is that still a thing? Well. Not public info, but private info that might help you sway your uh, your opinions and stuff. Or did that leave with Bielema? Was, you, no. Last seat, last seat at Theo's <laughs> is empty now, and so you can't, you can't get any prime for anything with a Tito's. All right, that's a, that's the last I'm no gonna talk about the past too. This is the, this is an Arkansas fan. Uh, this is this is our problem as a fan base. We talk about everything that's happened in the past like twenty years. Yeah, for, I mean it's. It's just covered all the time. We got to start looking at the future. I love to talk about KJ Jefferson. Let's build that kid up or whatever. Let's <laughs> focus on how this thing's going to get turned around instead of saying, I, and I, I'm my own worst enemy when it comes to that. I, I hedge up the past and make all these jokes and stuff, but we got to 
we got to move on. From I've, the- I've tried, I've tried to, to, and I always have to preface everything that I say, Keith, with I'm talking about getting to a bowl game whenever I say so-and-so looks good or something like that. Because if I don't do that, people will start saying, drinking the Kool-Aid and stuff, you know. But I'm really just talking about getting this team to a bowl game. And I've, I've said before, I think if your attitude is, let's watch this young team develop, goals to get to a bowl game, let's get some momentum. You know, next year is going to have a lot of returning starters potentially, a lot of guys from the two deep who are returning potentially. If you can get there, then I think you got a lot of hope for 2020. But 2019, a lot of building can go on. And I think if you look at it, it's a healthy way to look at the season, then you can really enjoy it. At the same time, we know everybody's going to be screaming at their television every game. The only thing that's going to set me off is healthy to ride the roller coaster. I'm sitting here setting up the schedule for our uh, Arizona Razorback Watch Club or Watch Party deal that we do out here. And so Mm -hmm. I'm setting that up. Well, if anybody's listening in Arizona, we made a cold beer and cheeseburgers on 7th Street. So <laughs> the only reason I'm going to break a TV on Saturday is if that ball hits the ground from center uh, quarterback exchange. If we if we have a bad snap, I'm probably going to lose my mind. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah. But I, I hear the snaps have been pretty them, good, though, though, Keith. So the bad snaps have been on the backups, right? Let's just yes. And they have moved Shane Clinton over to center. I think Bo Limmer was having a little bit of issue, but they I think on the depth chart they had Bo Limmer listed as the backup. So they've got yeah, they've got Clinton in there also, you know, but I mean it takes some time to learn. All right, Keith, I'm I'm approaching forty minutes here. I'm gonna go ahead and uh and wrap You're you up. Talking you as fast as I've ever heard you before. Just let's keep this Portland hate week. <laughs> keep go keep it going, man. Screw Portland State. We're gonna hang eighty four on. Let's do it. Go right. hogs. I'll holler right. at you later, man. All right. Later, Keith. All right, that was Keith Grayson. <laughs> what did, he, did he say screw Portland State? Um, so, Keith Grayson, always entertaining. I want to remind everybody, I'm going to get to the rest of these questions here before we go, but I want to remind everybody before we get to the rest of these, Facebook Live, YouTube, both of those, throw us that thumbs up if you haven't done so already. Subscribe to both pages, like Facebook Live page, subscribe to the, face, uh, to the YouTube channel, and hit the notifications bell so you're notified every time we upload a new video. Apple Podcast. after this is over, go rate us five stars. Type in a review. We'd love to have that. Also available on Stitcher and Spotify. $1 for your first month at hogsports.com. And then I think $9.95 uh, each month after that if you decide to keep it. Or you can sign up for a year. Take 30% off your first year and get a seven-day free trial with that. So almost nothing to lose for the number one insider source on Razorback Athletics that you're going to find anywhere. Try us out. We promise you won't be disappointed. And like I said, you can always cancel if you don't like what you get, but you're going to like it. Dollar DP says, if Knox and Woods are one and two, I would like to see Burks Hammonds in the slot. Creates a great matchup, problems for linebackers, and can't get – and for, can't forget our tight ends on the opposite side. we got to get the ball out fast. And that's something that Hicks does do. He does get the ball out a little faster than Starkle has. Um, Hammond's obviously going to miss four games. Evan Greenwood, if you're still listening, Keith says, gas, gas me up. Kevin Small says, with Boyd, Burks, and Knox on the field, don't you think that naturally slows the blitz and problems and that we had any problems with the last – any one of those three can take it to the house on a defense. So, Kevin, I was watching some of Arkansas's 2011 highlights the other day. I think it was uh, Arkansas versus South Carolina, and, and Joe Adams has that 92-yard run where he's lined up at running back. He jumps over his lead blocker and then goes 92 yards. I'm just thinking, man, 
it has been a while since Arkansas had, you know, a threat like that. But, you know, Boyd was probably about the closest thing they had last year. But now I think they've got some real some guys that can really house it. Um, so it needs to continue to develop the speed. It's not It can't just stop right here. You need some real true burners uh, out there at wide receiver and need to continue to recruit it at running back as well because I don't know that Boyd's going to be back here next year. Michael Rowe says, who's the running back? Joaquin Boyd. Jeremy Brigham says, I see O'Grady listed as a starter. Is he back 100%? Going to be back Wednesday. And then they're going to decide off of that how he can go. Chase Hogan-Jones says, playing Ole Miss at Ole Miss maybe gives them some of an edge. I agree. But personnel-wise, we should be in that game. I think absolutely right. Uh, Chase Hogan-Jones. Evan Greenwood says, 8-5. and five. He's drinking that Kool-Aid. Get on the Hicks train before it leaves the station Saturday. Kyle Nicodemus says, is that brick vintage? That is vintage brick behind us. Lane David says, no way LSU puts up 41. Chiefs D will be ready for that one. I think we snagged that one, 31-30. I mean, they played them well last year. It's just, I just know how tough it is. And not that Arkansas hasn't won in Baton Rouge. They obviously have. I mean, I watched the 2006 game not too long ago. Uh, Bielema's, what, third team, I believe. They went down there and won. Uh, so, or was that his second team? Third team, I think. Anyway, they went down there and won. So, I mean, it can happen. Uh, Jerry Sanders says, any chance KJ plays game one? I think it's possible. Let's see how the game goes probably to see if he gets in there. You don't want to play him in more than four games if you can if you can stand it. I don't know that by the end of the season he's going to be in a position to be like, okay, maybe we ought to go this direction. Evan Greenwood says, Keith, wake up. Richard Blair says, six and six. Kobe Rook. Colby Ryan Post says seven and five. Let's go Hogs. Evan says any professional house flipper and professional house flipper. Yes, Keith Grayson is a professional house house flipper. Richard Blair says I wish he would be nice to see him. Not sure what we're replying to. Richard Blair says this dude is funny. Yes, Keith is funny. That's why he's on the show. Comic relief. Good fan perspective. Michael Myers says. I think this offense will be competitive, but do you think the defense can hold its own in the SEC? That would be a good question. Because it's not – I thought they made a great point. It's not just about the 11 starters, which I think they can put in a, a capable 11 out there, but it's about the backups. The backups is what you're going to need to get to the SEC. they got to be able to spell your starters without too much drop-off. There's got to be like a balance, like my starter's getting tired, putting my backup in is a better option until my starter gets, uh, you know, good and rested again. You want to be able to rest those guys so you're going to have a Dijon Harris healthy in the fourth quarter so he's still the similar guy as he was in the first quarter in the fourth. So – it's a good point. Can the defense sustain? They're going to have to stay healthy. They're going to have to get lucky here and there because they are very, the further away you get from the ball, um, the bigger a challenge it is, I think. Mitch Forrest says, I'm hoping for five and seven. Richard Blair says, how many do we got left? Not too many more. Richard Blair says, Kool-Aid, Kool-Aid tastes great. Yep, I'm about to pour a glass full. It's that time of year for the Kool-Aid. Russell McCanny says, where is Portland State from? Portland, Oregon. Keith Grayson knows that. He had him in Portland, Maine a couple weeks ago. Will we ever beat Saban again? It's a good question, Timmy. I mean, they get him next year, I guess, <laughs> in Fayetteville. Um, Billy Har- Keith says Maine, no. Uh, Billy Harper says Ben Hicks is definitely an improvement from last year, but Starkle is going to be a special quarterback. Starkle has a rare arm. I mean, as I've said before, Ben Hicks has an adequate arm. There's no question about it. Starkle has a laser. It's a steady laser every time. But I get why they're going with Ben Hicks for this one. I mean, you're talking about so many young wide receivers, young players that you, you know, have in key roles, and you want to make sure. I, I can remember the first practice with Ben Hicks. I mean, he's like 
moving guys in, like, you know, he's about to take a snap, and he's like, no, 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 come in or go out, you know, come back. You know, there's all kinds of little things like that. And that's when, you know, they only had two freshman wide receivers in the spring. So, and some older players, I mean, he was doing that with. Jay Frazier says, how is Bauer still on top at punter? I, I guess Bauer is a better pooch kicker. But there's no question I was out there. I, I probably have timed 15 to 20 punts, and it's easily it's easily Sam Loy as the bigger leg. And the guy that has the less, you know, shanks. I mean, both of them every once in a while is going to, you know, one's going to come off the side of their foot kind of funny. But there's no question that Sam Loy is the, the better long-distance punter. Randall Lewis says that's a long travel. Oh, to Portland. Yeah, either Portland. Bobby Dale says, has Bumper Pool been doing good? I've heard nothing on him. Yes, Bumper has been doing very well. You know, Bumper is a guy that had – he had a – was it a fumble recovery, I believe, last year that he scooped up and took like 60 yards the other way? You know, this is a guy that, aside from the defensive backs, had more pass breakups than any other player on the team and did not play a whole, whole lot when you consider, you know, all the other players that could have been out there batting down passes. So the thing with Bumper is he made plays last year. He also made mistakes. So you expect the mistakes to go down, plays to continue and maybe increase. Lynn Allen Bellinger says Burks, Knox, and Woods compared to Childs, Adams, and Wright. Yeah, I mean, I think so. I mean, I think, you know, somebody made a good point. I think Childs kind of reminds you a lot of TQ Jackson, who's going to play for him this year. But um, Burks and Knox are a little different because they're so, you know, Knox is 6'5", 205. Burks is 6'3", 223. You might say Burks compares a little more to Childs size-wise, I guess. But I think Burks just has a little bit more – you know, Childs was just kind of a monster, and Burks has that too. But athletically, Burks is just – he's got special athletic ability. I mean, there's – some of the things he does, the one-handed catches you see from him in practice and stuff, has been very impressive. Jay Frazier says, defense only seems to need some pressure on the quarterback to be pretty good. Who will be our best player to get to the quarterback? Mateo Soli is going to help him absolutely this year. Um, McTelvin Aguim moving up inside. You know, Dorian Gerald. You know, Dorian's a guy that's lost a lot of weight. Um, so I think you've got some candidates, but I really like all you've heard about McTelvin Aguim is disruptive. That's what everybody said about him. So I think moving McTelvin inside, getting him a little closer to the quarterback, I think it's more natural position also. So it could be McTelvin Aguim. I mean, last year, Armand Watts had, what did Watts have? Seven and a half sacks from defensive tackle. I mean, I think he led the SEC in terms of defensive tackles and getting sacks. So maybe you can replicate some of that with, uh, uh, with McTelvin Aguim. Wesley Caucus says Burks is the biggest punt. It, Burks the biggest punt return in the country. He might be. You don't see guys that big returning punts very often. Any words on Jordan Jones? High ankle sprain, head surgery. Don't expect him back. We keep getting more and more. I can't keep up with him. So I'm going to wrap it up. I'm going to look over these last few, and I'm going to wrap it up, guys. Help fill this positive. Is Boyd healthy? Yes, Boyd's healthy. Um, will Jones come in on goal line since he was the best in the red zone? Will Jones come in and goal line since he was best in red zone? Jordan Jones Jordan Jones has been out, I guess, so you're talking about. Just like Oklahoma, the young QB will learn from Jalen Hurts. Stark will learn from Hicks. Yep, okay, everybody. I think we got through them all pretty good. So, it's been very interesting. For those who are tuning in late, Ben Hicks has been named the starting quarterback. 12 true freshmen in the depth chart uh, on the two deep there. So, I want to thank Keith Grayson for joining us. I want to thank all of you for your question. I want to thank everybody who signed up. I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast, but I found out – this has been amazing. But I found out last week that since January to, I think I guess, August 22nd, hogsports.com 
sold more subscriptions and had more net growth than any other site in the entire 24-7 sports network. Give me a thumbs up if you're proud of that. That's Arkansas. That is Arkansas. That's that's all of you. That's not just us at hogsports.com. That's all of you showing, you know, and I mean, we're talking about 2-10 and 10 football season. That just shows the passion of Razorback fans, I think. So I want to thank all of you for out there who've signed up, who's taken advantage of our promos, who are signing up right now like you should for a dollar for your first month. Find out why Find out why we sold so many subscriptions, why so many people jumped on. That's 118 sites throughout the, throughout the country. That's Maine to Arizona and Washington to Florida. I mean, that's some massive fan bases like Texas and Florida. and I mean, all these other schools out there, Michigan and Hog Sports number one out of all of them. So we're certainly very proud of that. It's been an incredible 18 months since we moved over from Rivals to 24-7 Sports. And certainly stuff like that makes it feel – like we did make the right call, even though it was a bit of a risk. So I want to thank Keith Grayson. I want to thank all of you. This has been Trey Biddy with hogsports.com, and we will catch you next time.